0: Hello and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast, where we like to discuss all things championship football and, of course, our beloved Birmingham City. I haven't prepared an intro for this week's show because there's just so much to talk about. We might as well get straight into it. Uh, Joining me today is my co-host, Joe. I'm Alex, but Joe is here as well. Uh, Joe, how are you this morning?
1: Joe is here. Joe is good. Uh, Different (laughs) settings for me at the moment, as I'm currently uh, down in the uh, in the southwest of the country. Preparing to go and watch the mighty Exeter City <laughs> um, uh, play Bradford in a in a replay of a, of their FA Cup game, even though they won the original game. Um, very bizarre scenes down here, but uh, <laughs> extremely bizarre scenes in the Championship. Very We've got a lot to cover in a very short period of time. So we have uh, let's let's get going.
0: Yeah, let's hit that intro jingle and we'll get straight into our Championship roundup. into it then. Um, Let's go straight to the fixture that really jumped out at me when I just looked at the results uh, this morning. Bournemouth, Coventry, a big game in the context of the playoff places and the automatic places. Um, It was Coventry that scored twice in a thrilling finale to prevent 10-man Bournemouth moving back to the top of the championship. That's because we know that Fulham drew at Preston. We'll be discussing that fixture shortly. Um, I mean this is the cherries that have been started so strongly. They went two nil up and then Jefferson Lerma got himself sent off in the 68th minute. Um, Coventry showed real fights. They came back from two 0 down scoring uh, in the 85th minute. That was Matt Godden's goal. Uh, and then Kane with the 95th minute equalizer. Uh, that was Todd Kane, not Harry Kane. At least
1: one <laughs> Kane can score. <laughs>
0: There's only one Kane scoring at the moment. Um, no. um but yeah, what what do we make of this? I mean, it's it's in the context really of the season, it's big, isn't it?
1: I don't really care. to me.
0: You don't care about Coventry's fight back at, at Bournemouth.
1: No, nope. um, Philip Billing scored, and for me, the game should have ended there. I think he ends games. That's what he does. Did he Joe? You know I'll be interested to see. Did he get subbed off after Lerma got, or did he? I wouldn't be surprised because I think Lerma was playing in the middle of a back three. Oh, um, okay. And I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if that meant Philip Billing. Moved into a back three, bit, mm-hmm. bit, bit unnatural for him, because um, I know that they only that they didn't make any subs for for at least a little bit, and when they mm-hmm. did, I don't think they brought on any defenders. They just made straight swaps. So I wouldn't be surprised if Philip Billing went into the middle of defence, mm-hmm. and if that is the case, that would that that really would have swayed the game because yeah. I, I go on about him a lot, but the reason I go on about him so much is because I really do think. He is one of the most talented football players in this league and he has the ability to change games. So him moving from that influential midfield box to box position Mm. into, you know, being just stuck at the back means it's much easier to avoid him because he's got to stick to that position. Otherwise, he'll leave gaps. Yeah. So I think that would have played a big role.
0: Mm, definitely is Philip um, Billing is he American I'm trying to remember what his nationality is so he is Norwegian oh he's Norwegian who
1: am I thinking yes. of oh. I think he well, he's, or Swedish he's, uh, he's a, I'm,
0: just, I'm just curious uh, is there any way that we can get him in for England actually we don't need him for England we've got Jude we've got Rice we don't need Dude, him that, it. Don't, wait, it.
1: calm down Calm down.
0: I'm, I'm getting very carried away this morning very
1: carried away we do love we do love <laughs> Philip Billing but he's <laughs> he's Norwegian so him and him and Erling Haaland in the box for corners from hell
0: that's a, that's a concern it's isn't a it? bizarre but it's it's um, a remarkable point for coventry it actually it is, they actually it is a good point for coventry but yeah um, it's kept them it is, in the, look, in the playoffs. whenever
1: a team whenever a team comes back like that mm. you know, you've got to hold your hands up and say well done but yeah. bournemouth will be bitterly disappointed i don't know about the red card i haven't read about uh, why lerma was sent off i don't I, I don't know if you have alex no,
0: no i haven't um, um you assume much, young Padawan. I'm not. I'm not uh, <laughs> I, no, I've not. I've the only. I watched the Blues game obviously yesterday, and I've seen a few highlights, but I, I didn't. I've not watched Bournemouth highlights. This is how professional we are at the Royal Blue Podcast.
1: Very, very professional. Um, I haven't. Even, I didn't watch the Blues game. I was uh, busy. And I it looked like it was. Basketball. It looked like
0: it was a straight red, just for pulling, pulling Matty Godden by the like, pulling him down, essentially. Um. But was it similar to the Ryan Woods one we had at Coventry? Well, we just. Ooh. Don't
1: know. Us and Bournemouth both united in hating the EFL. <laughs> um, that's the only thing we have in common with Bournemouth.
0: But it's interesting as well to, to, to just to note, as I mentioned, Fulham drawing at Preston, and we'll go into a little bit more detail there. They both drew Fulham and Bournemouth this uh, weekend. And they studied West
1: Brom as well.
0: Yeah, this is, this is what we keep talking they about. The weird, they just, like,
1: they're getting opportunities and they just can't close the
0: gap. It happened in midweek. There's a real potential that, in you know, if if Fulham and Bournemouth don't get back to winning ways, that they could get sucked back in. And there's teams like Blackburn, uh, Coventry, QPR, Stoke. There's teams there that are are going to pounce. West Brom, as we said on our last episode, I really don't feel like they are in a position to pounce like that and close that gap, you know, all those teams. They just, look, they just don't look at the moment convincing. They haven't got that cutting edge. And um,
1: they, they drew nil-nil uh, with 10 fast. men to mm. Nottingham Forest. Uh, yeah. Not really too much to talk about in that game. But while we're on the topic uh, of this area of the league, we should talk about Preston and Fulham. Yeah. Um, if you don't mind, Alex. Let's go for it. We might as so well. Both the goals, ca- uh, it was a one-all draw. Um, and both the goals came from corners. The first goal for Tim Ream. Uh, he hasn't scored in quite a while, so, mm. uh, so I understand. He uh, he headed home to make it one nil fairly early on, in, uh fairly early on in the game, opening fifteen minutes. Yeah. But uh, the it's the Preston goal that caused all the controversy. So, <laughs> so you didn't see it. So I, I'll just paint. A, I'll paint a picture with mm. words, um, which I'm very good at, as you know. I'm very artistic. Please do. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, corner was the corner was whipped in, and first of all, really poor defending from from Fulham, and Ched Evans got the header. It was and the header was from about six yards out, free header. So you'd expect him to score from that anyway.
0: Mm.
1: It then <laughs> he headed it against. I can't remember who it was, but it, it, he headed it against his own player's arm. All oh, right, which was slightly out. But the, the thing that's weird is it was blocking the ball from going in and it was his own player. Right. So you can't, it certainly wasn't a deliberate handball, mm. and it didn't, it, if anything, it gave Fulham the advantage, not, um, <laughs> not Preston. Anyway, after it came back off of his arm, as Chad Evans was landing from a, from what was a, a, a decent jump, he his arm was tucked in, and it came off of his elbow, which was the only part slightly sticking out, and rolled in. The Fulham bench went were hounding the incensed. fourth official.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Fulham Fulham were very wasteful in this game. Mm. Should the goal have stood? I think uh, for me, I I, I I love that kind of you know bumbling no one has any idea what's going on the ball's gone in kind of goal <laughs> yeah so um but i want to talk about preston in the game as a whole we know what fulham like to do fulham like to control the ball they play a lot of passes they control the tempo and they suffocate teams but preston didn't let them do that mm. and fulham while they while they were wasteful they did they didn't deserve to win the game so, possession stats was very even. Preston had 47% of the ball, which is higher than their average. That's good. And uh, and it's not something that we normally talk about, but the number of passes in this game, Fulham had 444, which is a decent amount. Mm. But Preston had 400. That's not a big difference. No. Um. When you consider, you know, you can have 10 passes when you're just passing it around the back. Yeah. You no, know, so, so it, it's... It's a huge win for the boys. It's a deep now, isn't it, Preston?
0: It is indeed, yeah.
1: So, um, which I've been told is actually a really nice stadium.
0: I've never been, but... I've never been it's um, so, no, It sounds like on the balance of play then, the draw is probably fair, but it's but it's the circumstances of the equaliser that has uh, <laughs> yeah, It's <laughs> so this so
1: Fulham will feel hard done. I mean, they're still top mm. of the league. Yeah. Um, with Bournemouth's... They would have been watching that, that Bournemouth game supporting Coventry right till the end I'm sure but um, it's just it's it gets boring with Fulham so it is fun when they have there's two draws on the bounce for them now and it, it does it does get fun when they slip up here and there because you'd never expect it with the quality they've got
0: it's true it's true and you're absolutely right to talk about that the, the sort of I'm staying top of the league but there is just one or two question marks about both Fulham and Bournemouth in the in the last few weeks um, yeah yeah is there a team that can push on and, and close that gap and take advantage? The Christmas period—I know we've talked about it—it's going to be really interesting. Um, you, you need to—you can't really afford to slip up in this league. And we'll talk more about the playoff places and, and those fixtures shortly. And it's, all it takes is one bad result, and you can find yourself out of the playoffs. It's—it's it's difficult, and, and it looks like it might be the same by the time Christmas comes around for those automatic slots if Fulham and Bournemouth don't pick up a little bit because they're just—they've
1: well, got what well, they—they Fulham and Bournemouth and and if they're not careful, if West Brom sort their act out, which they, which we don't actually think they will, mm. um, Fulham and Bournemouth, they do need to kind of pull their finger out a bit. They need to, they need to just, they need to switch on again. Mm. And neither, neither team are convincing enough at the moment at mm. all. Not as convincing as they started.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, Later on in the show, we're going to be discussing some upcoming fixtures and there are some very, very interesting games coming up next weekend. Well,
1: well, being that we just talked about them, why don't we do that fixture now?
0: Let's do it then. So Friday night. uh, I don't know when this episode is going to go out, but it'll be this Friday. Um, There is a pretty significant game going on in the championship. Go away. What's Uh, (laughs) Fulham are hosting Bournemouth. So first place. Is playing second place. This is the kind of game where, if you ask me, a team that loses this one could be staring down the barrel of getting sucked into that chasing pack. Um, by the end of the weekend, in a week's time, we could be discussing. Uh, I don't know. It could be a four-point gap um, if West Brom get a win. Um, would we put five-point mm-hmm. gap? Sorry, if Bournemouth lose, for example. I'm just saying it's it's a real opportunity for Fulham or Bournemouth to create a bit of a cushion and also to put the other team into some real jeopardy. Um, I, I think it's going to be really a really interesting game and it's very, very difficult to call. Um, you know, looking at the, their form, uh, Fulham, Fulham haven't lost in their last five. They have drawn their last two. Bournemouth have only won one game in their last five. and That was a 4-0 drubbing of Swansea. It's tempting to, to think that Fulham might just, might just edge this one and, and get a, a vital win. What, what do you think about this one, Joe? difficult to call, as it normally is in the Championship, but what do you think?
1: I think it's, I mean, it's, it's obviously going to be a, a fantastic game. Mm, it will be. Um, I, oh, I could try and go to it, you know.
0: Mate, if you can get down to that game. Be amazing. I,
1: I, I can't. I don't know what time my train gets. So that's the day I come back home from Devon. Oh right. Um. So I could. I mean, I could try. I don't know. Um. But if there's going to be. It's. It's the game that has, arguably, and I say arguably, arguably because of form at the moment, the most quality on field on show mm. that the championship can possibly offer. It's. You look at the teams. You look at the squads. You think that's a that's a Premier League game. That's a, that's a, that's a a Premier League game right there. So, but what do I think? I mean, it's, it's a very difficult one to call.
0: It'll be a boring draw, won't it now? That would just keep everything the same.
1: what? I I, I think a draw would be the most likely outcome. I'm having a look at some of the odds. Fulham, Fulham. So I'm having a look at, so Google have a, have a win probability bar. Oh, right. Um, it's given Bournemouth a 25% chance at a win. It's given Fulham a 49% chance at a win. And a draw as a result a 26% chance. Mm. But I don't... That's obviously because Fulham will have the home advantage. Yeah. Um, but I I think a draw... I do actually think it will be a draw. Do I think it will be a boring draw, though? No. Mm. I think it would be... I, th- I wouldn't be surprised to see a 2-2, a 3-3... On kind a of game. Um, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if both teams came out and tried to be what a lot of boring fans would say, sensible. Mm. Um, and just goes for... A, go, both teams go and play very conservatively. And, and it ends up being a, a nil-nil or someone nicks a one-nil out of nothing. Mm. Yeah, but I'm going to be a high-scoring a high
0: draw. Yeah, I, I can see the logic in that. I... I'm going to go for a Fulham 2-1 win and it will be a great game. Uh, lots of chances, some great football, but yeah, Fulham to edge it, I think. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? There's always surprises in this league. Like the next fixture we're going to talk about, we're going to the other end of the table. Uh, yesterday, a significant game uh, for Reading uh, as they won 3-2 at Swansea. It was quite a game, <laughs> quite a game this one. There's lots to talk about. Um Swansea took a very early lead through Jamie Patterson in the third minute, but Reading said no, no. And they equalised <laughs> almost instantly in the fourth minute. Uh, Delhi Bashiru uh, there with an equaliser for the Royals. Um, and then they actually took the lead. It was Andy Carroll in the 30th minute. <laughs> Andy Carroll Andy for Reading, um, which is remarkable. His first goal for Reading.
1: I'm not a big fan of his celebration, by the way. What, what did he do? So he he went over to the corner flag, picked it up, and and pretended to like row with it.
0: Oh god!
1: And while I what I'm okay with that, but players started to join in, and it wasn't very coordinated. <laughs> so it looked awful.
0: God, I don't like that. I liked Yotta's um, uh, celebration. Yotta's celebration for Liverpool yesterday. I think he. It, that morning, uh, they obviously they beat Southampton four 0 Which is this is me going off piece uh, and off topic slightly. Very
1: off-piste. Just ta- t- t- talking about celebrations,
0: um, he, he that morning had, had just won like a FIFA tournament or something, and then turned up to Anfield a few hours later, scored the opening goal, and to celebrate, he sat down, crossed his legs, and pretended he was using a controller, <laughs> oh, I <love> that. <laughs> like amazing. like he's playing FIFA. I, I love that. That's great, great celebration. Anyway, we're, we're going back to the Swansea Reading game. Um, so that, that Andy Carroll's goal put the Royals in the lead. Um, but then, just after half time, it was Alfie Manning that equalised for the Swans. Only for a minute later, Danny Drinkwater to score his first goal for for, for Reading, I should say, um, and give them the win—a three-two win. Which, in the grand scheme of things, is a is a big big win. Looking at the other results from the weekend, what did you make of this one, Joe?
1: I think Swansea would be very disappointed because had Swansea won, they'd be uh, they'd be right up there pushing on for uh, the top six. Yeah. But, but they are now five points off, and that is us and that could get worse if QPR uh, if QPR win tomorrow night against Derby, which you certainly expect them to. Although Derby's
0: form at the moment actually. Did I say Alfie Manning? It's Ryan Manning. I don't know who Brian Alfie Manning. Manning is. I, I didn't. I
1: didn't want to. I didn't. Is Alfie Manning a way. character
0: in EastEnders or something? I don't
1: know. Alfie Alfie Manning. <laughs> Is that, uh, maybe it's his Ryan's younger brother. We, maybe, yeah.
0: maybe. Yeah, he's, he's an um, up-and-coming star. Only only a football like hipsters know about like him. This. Yeah.
1: The Mannings. <laughs> <laughs>
0: my bad, my bad. It's Sorry, funny. Joe. I interrupted you there.
1: It's 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 fine, mate. We're not professional here at all, are we? <laughs> um anyway. Yeah, I, I kinda you kind of interrupted my flow there. What was I talking about?
0: Well, I think it was it was to do with Swansea uh, of missing out on those vital points to, to remain oh, in the playoff hunts. Yes. So Um, if Swansea
1: had won, they'd be in eighth, but they'd only be uh, two points off of the top six as it stands. Or if QPR drew or drew, draw or win tomorrow night, Monday Mm -hmm. night, Mm -hmm. uh, which is probably when the, when this will go out. Yeah. um, They'd be three points off of it, which is, you know, one, one game where results go, goes your way and you're, Mm. you're right up there. But, for Reading, it's a big win because it moves them four points clear of Peterborough, yeah. who drew with Barnsley. We'll talk about that game very, very shortly. We, we will. Um, it was only a nil-nil, so we won't talk about it for too long. No. Um, we'll, we'll more talk about the connotations of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um,
1: good for them. They, you know, they they kind of put themselves in the mix. Cardiff, you know, Cardiff winning, Hull, uh, Hull suddenly finding some very good form as well. Um, it puts them in the mix of them teams upwards rather than downwards. Yeah, um, which is the most important thing for them at the moment with with their points. It, you take their point of deduction away, you know, and they're they they're they with blues. They're in. They'd be 14th on, with the goal difference they've got mm. um, on 26 points, which I assume is you know that's the way I think they've got to think about it. Keep playing, you know. Don't don't play like you're in a relegation battle. Play like you're. You're already mid table. Play without that fear and without the the worry of going down.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: That that would be my philosophy. Maybe other yeah. not, not looking
0: over your shoulder, but sort of looking up. Yeah, look up, look up, yeah. and
1: and keep just keep pushing. See mm. see how far you can really push yourselves and take yourself, test yourselves. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean Andy Carroll <laughs> scoring is bizarre, but I just love how two of Reading's three goals. Both two of them came one minute after both of Swansea's goals, um, which gives you know really boring pundits the uh, the license to say, "Well, you're most vulnerable when you've scored." (laughs) uh, The old cliche, yeah. So that's 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 going to be fun. Um, On FIFA, that who's that? Lee Dixon. Oh God. On FIFA.
0: I don't think he's on the new, the newest one. I don't he think.
1: May not be. But... I, I, I actually haven't. I've played FIFA twenty two, uh, three times, winning twice. Uh, who was that against, Alex?
0: I've got a clue. Mate. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> and uh, and then I lost on the third on the third attempt to you. Um, <laughs> Anyway, no,
0: yeah, it's, it's it is interesting, isn't it? That it, I, I don't really understand where that cliche comes from. I mean, psychologically, obviously, you might relax slightly when you've scored a goal. I dis- but,
1: but I actually but, disagree because for yeah. me, like uh, in playing Saturday League, when we score, the first thing I hate people saying it though the first thing you say is, 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 is nil nil, guys, nil nil. It's like, I hate that. It's not nil nil. Play like it's one nil. Play like you're defending a league. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, defending a league. Play like it's a cup final and you, mm. it's the last minute of the game.
0: You've got something and, to protect, haven't you? And
1: I can say as a goalkeeper, I've been a goalkeeper since I was seven years old. I can't remember the last time that I conceded within two minutes of my team scoring.
0: Mm. Mm. Anyway. It's just... That it's, is, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? I'm just wondering where the cliche comes from, really, because psychologically... But, uh, yeah, but we can certainly say looking that was probably
1: it. the most entertaining game of the weekend. It was. Uh, it was, definitely. May, well, I mean, Bournemouth and Coventry certainly has a shout. I Those suppose. two both up there. Um, yeah. High-scoring game. But another game that has a shout, uh, Hull City versus Millwall.
0: Still- yeah. I mean, Hull. I don't know where the Tigers have come from all of Out a sudden. not of nowhere. Resurgent Hull City claim their fourth straight victory as Ryan Longman's winner handed Millwall a first defeat in five matches. It's a really good win for the Tigers. Um, this is a side that, that scored four goals on their opening day and then didn't score for about 10 games or something. Well, I'm exaggerating, but it was a long time. And up now, next, they've got Reading. Ooh. That could see, be
1: five wins on the bounce. That, that really be.
0: Good. That could be. That's uh,
1: scary ugh. to think about. Yeah. Um, and they'd still, I mean, if the, even if they did win that, they'd still be like, they'd still only be like 18th. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> that goes to show how poor a start they really had. Yeah. Um, a team. You're you're right to say it was a team that couldn't score goals. Uh, but suddenly they're doing it. You know, they're making it look easy.
0: Scoring for fun, aren't they? Yeah. Um, it, it's a difficult one. I think Mill Millwall. We know that Rowett has a certain way he sets his teams up. I thought that the moment they got the equaliser, or I should say that Hull took the lead through George Honeyman in the 29th minute, and it was an equaliser just before half-time from Tom Bradshaw uh, for Millwall. I thought then, second half, Millwall will push on, make it tight, potentially nick this one, do their, do their usual thing. But for Hull to, to come out the blocks and get the winner in the 53rd minute uh, through Ryan Longman in the way that they did, shows that bit of fight you know Millwall were probably going to try to make the game tight and difficult <coughs> in the way that Rowett teams do excuse me <coughs> um but yeah a, a really really good result for Hull uh, and they are they're on a real run now they've scored um well they scored two against Barnsley two against us uh one they won one nil at Cardiff and now they've scored two goals in a 2-1 win against Millwall so they're they're keeping a few clean sheets there as well they and Even the games just before that, they lost 1-0 to West Brom and 1-0 at uh, Coventry. There's one or two signs now. They're making the games tight and they're starting to score goals and keeping more more clean sheets. I think Hull are starting to show some real fight and, and looking to me like they've got a real chance of staying up and, and, and pushing up the league, uh, if anything, at this point in time. A real upturn in form.
1: Certainly do, yeah. It certainly is. And, you know, as we say, playing against Reading next next week, that's a really good opportunity to put some daylight yeah. between themselves and the drop zone. So uh, it's looking good for the Tigers at the moment.
0: It is. Um, on, the other, on the other side, I said Tigers versus the Lions. Do, can you call all the Lions? I think you can, can't you? Call they've the got a line on their badge. Yeah, so. yeah. The Tigers versus the Lions. For the Lions, I'm slightly concerned, actually. Just looking at their recent form, this is... Um, they, won, they beat Reading 1-0, and then they went on a run of three draws, drawing with Derby, Middlesbrough and Bournemouth, and then they've had this loss. So Millwall starting to go off the boil slightly. I think,
1: I think the Derby and Middlesbrough draws are disappointing. You, I mean, the the Bournemouth one, uh, you can't you can't be too harsh on that. Mm, yeah, I suppose, but um, this loss certainly comes. Uh, I mean, they've got a pretty they've they've got a difficult game next weekend against one of the best teams in the country. Mm. Um, We'll talk about that later in the show. <laughs> it's blues yeah. for anyone wondering. Well, I'm, um, I'm just
0: saying it's, it's, it'll be a classic, won't it? We know they're out of form, and, but, we, but they're playing blues, so we'll, we'll talk yeah, so about they'll, that. They'll
1: come out. They'll they'll win. They'll, they'll, they'll win comfortably. <laughs> they'll, they'll they'll look like prime Man City. And, yeah. Anyway, anyway. So um,
0: you're actually right, though. Hull looking good. Um, up to nineteenth, they've they've got five point gap over uh, Peterborough in twenty second um Mill will start to slip a little bit but you're absolutely right there's a massive game uh, coming up for Hull next weekend uh, let me just remind myself what it is as uh, so they travel to Reading um who themselves are just outside the relegation zone so a big game there for, for one of those two teams to, to try to push on and pull away and put the other into the into the relegation mire put them right into mm. the thick of a relegation I mean
1: hole. but even in that relegation that relegation zone the Peter barnsley 0-0 a boring 0-0 mm. so, yeah let's talk uh, about by that. All accounts. It's it doesn't bode well for either side because it now has opened a gap of six points between twenty first. Th- who twenty first is it? Peterborough or Barnsley. Uh,
0: twenty first is Reading and they're on twenty points. Peterborough oh,
1: who's are on second?
0: Sixteen. Who's twenty second? Peterborough are
1: twenty second. I think so, yeah. So the gap between Peterborough and, and Reading has opened up.
0: Yeah, it's um, it's, it's a whole a game week, isn't much, it? Four points.
1: There, you know, four four points mm. means even if Peterborough pulled off a shock win. And Reading didn't, uh, and Reading didn't win. They'd still be in the relegation zone, which yeah. doesn't help. Barnsley, on the other hand, it really puts them into a bad place. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course, I mean they're never going to be bottom because of Derby, but um, or maybe actually with the form they're in, to be fair. <laughs> um, anyway, it's just it's just it makes that relegation, the relegation battle, a little bit more comfortable for the teams. Mm just above the relegation zone. Yeah. But anyway, uh we're a bit pressed for time and there's not really too much else in this section that we need to I mean, uh Huddersfield lost 2-1 to Middlesbrough. They're falling off a little bit after a really good start the yeah. Terriers. Um they've where they've slipped, they've slipped down the table now. Um, they have they're down to they're 8. Now, down to down 4 to points
0: eight. 4 points off the playoffs. Yeah.
1: Um uh, and some of the teams behind them, we think, you know, Swansea lost, Millwall lost, and Blackpool lost. Um, and then the team behind them is Middlesbrough, who obviously beat them. Yeah. Um, and then level on points of Middlesbrough is Birmingham
0: City. Mm, yes. I, I mean, it's tight. It's so Yeah, it well, I mean, weird. it's this is as we were saying like we
1: promotion team. baby
0: <laughs> before we start recording i said to you it's mad how much like one game week can change things there's teams that all of a sudden don't look like they've they can push on for playoffs there's teams that are all of a sudden climbing and they look like they might be able to, to push over christmas it's it's going to be a bloody mad few weeks a month i should say of, of games in december with lots of games to play lots of I'm sure there'll be lots of goals, lots of controversy uh, and the table is going to might look completely different uh, come January.
1: <laughs> so, I mean, let's talk about quickly. Also Luton town versus yeah. Cardiff city, the Hatters losing two one. You'll be happy with this. It's mm. Sean Morrison with the winner. Yes, the big center back. You absolutely love a center back goal, don't you?
0: This is what uh, Cardiff, this is what they do, man.
1: That's uh they finally figured out a way to do it again as well. Um, they, they've, had a, a nice little upturn in form. Of course, they lost. They lost midweek. They did. Um, but in their last five games, they've won three games, losing the other two. Um, it's it's looking okay for Cardiff at the moment. Mm-hmm. They move away. They're five points clear of Peter Pret in the relegation zone. Of course, with Reading in between them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, that's a good Luton Town. Uh, we talk about it so much. We're not going to talk about it again. They're so inconsistent with results that mm. any team can go and get a result if they turn up on the day. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's pretty good. And for Cardiff, next week, they host Sheffield United. Um, they're yet to play, as we record this early on the Sunday. They face Bristol um, later today. That has potential to actually be quite an important game.
0: Mm, definitely, definitely. Uh, and I think before we move on to our blue section... We should talk about the Stoke Blackburn result. Um, oh, yes. A fantastic win for Blackburn there. Uh, it was Rida Kadra that got the only goal of the game at the Bet365 Stadium as Blackburn... Rida overstanded... Kadira? Rida Kadira, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, handed Stoke City. Only their second home defeat of the season. Um, he's apparently on loan from Brighton. Uh, I don't know who he is, Rida Kadra, but he's yeah, clearly, he's clearly yeah. had quite an impact in this game.
1: Ben um, broughton diaz has got a yellow card.
0: Oh my god, he's got to get in there somewhere, hasn't he? He's got if he's not getting a goal, he's got to, he's got to make sure the referee writes something down. I mean, there's name. like
1: cool oh, like sorry, Harry Pickering, <laughs> <It's> Harry Pickering, <laughs> Harry Pickering.
0: Who? <laughs> 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 um, yeah, a fantastic <laughs> win for Blackburn though. It must, it it has to be said, it moves them up to fourth place above Coventry on goal difference. Uh, so they're into the playoff places uh, and looking strong. Stoke drop out. Um. They're into seventh place on 31 points. QPR have a game in hand as uh, at the time of recording, and they're in sixth, so they could... And that QPR game in hand could, is
1: against Derby as well.
0: Yeah, so QPR could could go third. They could go above West Brom if they beat, uh, beat uh, Reading. Reading
1: Derby? Are, that means Coventry will have slip down to
0: sixth. Oh, my God. It's all falling apart for the Sky Blues. You love to see it.
1: <laughs> you do. You really, really, really do. Uh, I certainly do. Yeah. And they've got West Brom next week, so that's not, you know... It's not a foregone conclusion
0: mm. Um, mm.
1: And, 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 and as Blues Showed they're not completely Unfallible at the uh, At the Coventry buildings as Oh
0: for God's sake what I don't I remember what it's called CBS
1: the, people call it the CBS Right it sounds like It, it, it sounds like, like an offshoot of IBS It just reminds <laughs> me of, <laughs> it reminds me of some really horrible Chronic world. bowel syndrome <laughs>
0: that's
1: what, Yeah, clinic, clinical bowel syndrome Clinical, a, you're Irritable so, that's what, so at the Clinical bowel syndrome stadium It's not going to be a good game Anyway, let's move on swiftly Yes, have we covered all the games? We've covered, of, we covered games? most of
0: them I don't know if you want to, we can quickly talk about uh, West Brom drawing with forest. Um,
1: um Do we have to? <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, can, we can give Forrest a nice away kit and uh, another shout, can't we? Oh, that, that is a nice
1: away kit. We do like that away kit. Yeah, the sort of fresh uh, yellow with a bit Jason, of orange. Jason Malumbi got sent off in the 70th minute. That's everything that happened in the entire game. Yeah. Uh, and
0: game. as you rightfully point out, we've got Sheffield United playing Bristol City today. That game's kicking off uh, in a few hours' time. And then, of course, we've got Derby QPR on Monday evening. Um big games and we'll uh, obviously when we record in another week's time uh, we'll have to see how those teams have got on but I think we are ready to uh, go to a quick break uh, before we jump into the blue section of the show Uh, we'll be back in just a few minutes Right, let's get straight into it then. The final section of the show, which is probably going to be a decent 20 minutes or uh, thereabouts, all about Blues. It's been quite a weekend. Uh, Birmingham, with a win over Blackpool, uh, it was a late Lucas Jukovic strike that saw Blues edge past Blackpool in the Championship at St. Andrews. Um, That's Where who you want to leave, right? Do, do, do you want to get into this right now? Right, straight
1: away, get out of the way.
0: Okay, well, look, I want to you clarify. Said,
1: you said... You want Djokovic to leave the club. I didn't say I wanted him it. to leave. Yes, you did. I, I, you, you said you wanted him to leave the club.
0: I, I, that certainly was on different. Wednesday
1: and you said it on last week's show or I, last, on the last episode.
0: I think he should leave if he wants to start games every week because he certainly has the ability for a, for a team at this level to start and, and if that team plays a certain way, he can be really, really important. Clearly... He likes Blues. He's been here for a long. It's the longest club he's ever, it's the longest period he's ever stayed at one club. He's very settled here. I know that he's started a family uh, in the last few years with his wife. Clearly, they are settled here, and he and he likes his time at Blues. He's enjoyed his time with the club, uh, and is enjoying his time. But I, I just wondering if, in footballing terms, in terms of his career and wanting to start games and play, m- get more minutes, um, maybe a move would be something he would consider and that's it i'm more than happy for him to stay we know what he's capable of he came on off the bench yesterday and clearly had an impact on the game he got the winner i mean personally i think anyone could have scored that goal but but it was him he was in the right place at the right time uh found that little gap in between the center backs and thied the ball in from uh, jordan james uh flick on we'll talk about jordan james in, in just a minute as well um yeah look I think I've dug myself out of the hole there quite well. Oh, yeah. uh,
1: you wanted him to, you want him to leave. And, no. <laughs> uh,
0: and... Look, uh, you know, if he wants to stay and come off the bench, I'm more than happy for him to do that. He's uh he's a, been a fantastic servant for the club. Um, but I'm just wondering about his, his football career. That's all. That's all.
1: All I'm taking from everything you said is you want him to leave. And, it's just uh... ridiculous.
0: You can't have any proper discussion on this podcast. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs>
1: No, okay, I understand where you're coming from, but uh, he's a hero.
0: Oh, he's, he's, I mean, he's miles clear of Chucks, isn't he? So I guess that that's oh. one thing. No, <laughs> why are you so <laughs> Chuck protective of Chucks?
1: <laughs> Chucks actually came on as well in this game. That's not forget Be fair. That. He
0: was part of the build-up. He, he, he passed the ball sideways to McGree. I think it's a
1: crucial part of uh, of, of the build-up. If it wasn't for Chucks, that goal doesn't go in.
0: He got the pre-assist. Assist, pre, 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 assist, or something like that. So you got the
1: assist to the assist of the assist.
0: <laughs> He's stat padding against Blackpool.
1: That's what he does. <laughs> stat padding. He has he got any stats to pad. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Chucks. Um, love Chucks. He is genuinely my home screen, which I'm such a fan. I of. really
0: don't get that, but it's, I want it's him your to, I, You
1: know what? I, I actually, I so want him to be good. Like I, I want more than to, any, yeah. more than anyone else, I actually want him to to. To be good, and he's he just he's never shown, he hasn't shown it so far.
0: I, um, I, I agree with that line of thinking. Yeah, we want that for every player at the club, of course. We, we but do, of course. I think we do. that you know, sometimes you have to just think to yourself, be, be real, and just think he's just not going to cut it, is he? We'll, well find out. We he maybe, hasn't will, done it maybe so
1: far, but I mean, I mean, with some of the injuries, he'll be, he'll be playing centre back soon. Um, <laughs> But or actually, maybe not, because we've had some some returns, haven't we?
0: Oh, I have to say, um, actually, yeah, it's a really good link, because Christian Pedersen had a good game, actually. First half, he was a little bit dodgy. I think he got mexed a few times. <laughs> in the second half, he was a colossus. Rusty. Uh, it, was, it
1: was rusty. It was yeah, rusty.
0: yeah. He, got, he sort of got the cobwebs out of the way in, in the first half and, and really pushed on in the second half and made a, made a real difference, actually. Having him back made us much more solid on that left side. Um, timely return
1: on the right for Jordan Graham.
0: Yeah yeah uh, and then I thought he didn't do too he, much he, in
1: the game that impressed you though did he Alex
0: Well he gave the ball away a few times I just think he played so well in that stretch before he got injured he had three or four games where he was really really good playing in an unfamiliar role we know he's a winger and not much of a wing back but he put he was the energy levels he was putting in and we saw that again yesterday the energy was there the intent was there the attitude was was spot on but it was just a little bit of sloppiness in his game um, and that might just be rustiness, you know, coming straight back from injury. Um, sometimes it takes players a little bit of time to, to get back back at it. But no, another good performance, absolutely, but certainly not up to the standard. I think, I think
1: the key for me, sort of him, him being there, is that's freed up Jordan James, who we don't know too much about still, uh, but obviously he's a very talented young player, mm. um, who also, after the game uh, on Saturday, signed his first pro deal. He did. Uh, 17 years of age. So congratulations to our number 19. Big, big day,
0: yeah. It's a big day. Got his um, assist as well.
1: He got an assist, uh, which is brilliant. But clearly he wants to be more central. So that so by Jordan Graham being there, it lets Jordan James be more towards the middle of the pitch, mm. uh, where he where he was able to influence the game at times very effectively. And with him and McGree... Either side of Sunich, who I'm told, also had a very good game. Um, that that the, the balance seemed to be quite nice; It mm. seemed to work quite well. Um, yeah, because even looking at so looking at the kind of shape that we play, you can see because everything you learn in football is about triangles, right? Mm. So you've got a really nice bella deanie mcgree triangle on the mm. on the left-hand side of our attack, and then a James-Graham-Hogan triangle on the on the other side and it but it's fluid so James can can drift and so can McGree Bella can get forward so Graham drops back and vice versa it's um it works and while you know we've got 10 clean sheets for a reason right uh, and clearly you know we talked about how our defense was quite porous at the start of the season um but we were still winning games it's 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 very solid now and Sarkic was brilliant again yeah, um, we talk about Sarkic a lot on Definitely. this show. Of course, we do. Um, Neil Etheridge has got no way back in the side.
0: I? I don't know how he gets back in. Actually, uh, I can't see a way. Unless Sarkic gets injured, I can't see a way back in for Etheridge. I, mean, yeah,
1: I actually cannot. Which is a um, shame because he's
0: a good keeper as well. But Sarkic is just a level. He's just got that consistency. Oh, he, he just, when, when
1: he above. came in, I remember saying, "It's not going to make any waves." You know, Etheridge. Is yeah, um, but I mean. Clearly, the recruiting department done something really well here because he has yeah. been brilliant. He has. Um, anyway, it's. I mean, I've not really got too much. More well, to I wanted to. Play I play wanted to again. mention a
0: few a few players myself, um, oh. and you've already mentioned a couple of them there. Um, Riley McGree. I have to say, I was really impressed with him yesterday. I some of the the dribbling and and the retaining possession, keeping hold of the ball. He, he honestly at one point I thought he turned into Lionel Messi. Um, he, he, the defenders couldn't get near him, and he was just keeping that keeping the ball. He, we could go into the a hypothetical situation if you wanted, because there's there's three players yesterday that I particularly highlighted of Riley McGree, who was fantastic, and I really like us to find a way to sign him. Uh, Dion Sanderson was fantastic as well, really like a, a for his age, the commanding centre back that he is, um, reading of the game, he's quick, strong, and yesterday he he barely any errors really you know it might be no coincidence that Dean coming out of the side again saw us look just a little bit more assured at the back but that's a, a different debate so McGree Sanderson and then to mention Sarkic again those three are lone players and I have to say they just seem to be for me just a slight level above um our other players uh for the for the most part it's a real concern I think that there's rumors that Wolves might look to to recall Sanderson. We know McGree is, looks like 99% certain he's going to be on his way unless there's some sort of wiggle room in a contract somewhere. Of those three players, this is a purely hypothetical, of those three players, which one, if you could only sign one of them permanently, Joe, which one would you go for?
1: McGree, Sanderson and Sarkic. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think... It's difficult. It wouldn't be Sarkic. Okay. Purely because Sanderson and McGree are so important to the way we play. Yeah. And as he mentioned... We've got Neil Etheridge, who is a good goalkeeper. Well, he's not as good. Mm. He's he's certainly of a good enough quality to to be in goal. Yeah. So I, I, it wouldn't be. Sar- I love Sarkic as well. I'm a. I, I really same here. Him. Yeah, warmed him uh, yeah. uh, as a goalkeeper as well. I think mm. he, I, I really do enjoy watching him.
0: Yeah.
1: I think mm, it's a very it is a very difficult one. It's I tough, think agree. Really. Because Sanderson for me. Is more easily replaceable. The kind, of, the the quality that McGree brings to our midfield. He brings all the quality at the moment to our to our midfield. Whereas Sanderson, you know, if George Friend was to return, mm-hmm. Mark Roberts on the right, Friend in the middle, Pedersen on the left, Harley Dean as the backup. Mm-hmm. We, I think, we'd get away with that. Mm-hmm. With the like of with the likes of um, uh, the other the other Roberts. What's his name? Mitch Roberts. Yeah, Mitchell and Roberts. And, uh, I think a centre back is more easily replaceable than the the kind of quality. It'd be much harder to it'd be much harder to draw the kind of quality of of a player like Riley McGree to the club than it would be a centre back of Sanderson's quality to the club. I yeah.
0: think. it's just an, it's a really it's a really really comprehensive answer, and, and I agree with those points. It's it, it just my my deep concern. You know, they always say you should never fall in love with a lone player. Well, we've obviously done we that. Fall haven't. in love with Riley. <laughs> Um it's and Sarkit. To be fair,
1: all of the lone players we've had this season, McGree, obviously, Sanderson, Sarkic, and Chong, mm. they're the four. And well, Castillo as well is on loan, isn't he? Yes mm. uh, is. um of them, of the four so four out of the five, we've really, really fallen for. Yeah. Which is a yeah. big shame because we're going to be so heartbroken at the end of the season. It's when going to be
0: a right. big job to, rep- to replace them. And there's obviously the concerns over the changes to the squad in January. Well,
1: the worst thing is going to be like when we see, because Sarkic isn't going to start at Wolves. No. no I don't think Sanderson will either. So the, the worst thing will be seeing them at like teams that are just like the level above us in the championship, seeing yeah. them go to teams like Fulham or, mm. or, or Bournemouth. Because I, I could see Sanderson at Bournemouth. Yeah comfortably
0: yeah. is that just because of the hair because he's a bit like nathan R.K, uh, maybe who maybe, obviously maybe, went maybe, on to man city maybe, that,
1: maybe that's that's subconsciously playing a role. <laughs> but just to kind of center back that he is you could see him being at a high level club and
0: yeah yeah uh
1: right, we're not a high
0: level well i don't know maybe not anymore <laughs> uh anyway <laughs> shall we
1: i mean have you got anything else to say on this game at all
0: just to reiterate that it's clearly um, a really, really good result. It, it puts us in, in a nice position in the table. We're up to 13th uh, with 26 points. Uh, Blackpool uh, remain in 11th on 27. We're only six points off the playoffs, depending on how QQR well, gets on. A, win, on the a
1: win in our next game could see us, if all other results go our, go our way, could see us jump up to 8th in the table.
0: Unbelievable, unbelievable, um,
1: and that game is against Millwall. Who, if we win, we'll definitely go above them. Um, let's talk about that game very quickly. There's yeah. not, I don't want to talk about it for too long. No, because um, mainly because we are against the clock as mm-hmm. as always. It seems. <laughs> um, so we faced Millwall, who are in poor form, three draws, and then of course losing to Hull. Uh, yeah. Nothing wrong with losing to Hull. <laughs>
0: The road um, to Hull is paved with good intentions. <laughs>
1: oh, mate, I can't handle you sometimes. You know, <laughs> early on a Sunday morning.
0: Sorry, ma'am. Uh, <laughs>
1: anyway, um, yeah. What do you? So,
0: we're not going to do too much. It's, in it's, well, it's part. just classic blues, isn't it? Well, like we we went to Hull, we, thinking that we would get. So I remember even talking about the Reading game just before that. Reading weren't in great form, and we thought, wow, oh, that would be a nice win before the international break. Reading beat us. Uh, Then we obviously had the the whole result, which we didn't anticipate. Uh, The draw at Coventry, Coventry at home. Blues have this way of booking trends with form, and the championship often is so unpredictable anyway. Uh, Blackpool have been in good form. We beat them. I I just think (sighs) Millwall... (sighs) I I just can't call it.
1: Just do a score prediction. Just a Score score prediction.
0: prediction, uh, I think it will be a 1-1 draw. I'm going to go for
1: a three-one win for Birmingham City.
0: Wow! It's not just a win, but to score three goals. Wow!
1: Three-one win. It's going to be a Chuck Sinekay hat
0: trick. <laughs> this obsession with Chucks, I just don't. Do you just? Is it because <laughs> you feel sorry for him or something? What's going on?
1: I just, I want Chucks on the show.
0: <laughs> I suppose we better start being nicer about him then. If we're going yeah, to have any chance of getting
1: him on. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to. I'm trying to inspire change here.
0: <laughs> I just want to sit here and be grumpy and moan about the players moan moan moan
1: you want? You kind of want us to be bottom don't you so you can just moan the whole time
0: mate I love a good moan
1: <laughs> I know you do <laughs> um, no I, what do I I? think it will be I think I think we'll win
0: I, I would love that 2-0 2-0 two nil. Two, two nil.
1: we'll keep another clean sheet we'll be solid uh, uh, we'll, I reckon we'll nick a goal in the first half and we'll nick a goal in the second. It will be nicking goals as well.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I think the way these two teams are set up, it's probably not going to be the the best spectacle. Uh, I don't think
1: it's going to be very open room (laughs) free-flowing. It'll be corner goals, it'll be you know, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a penalty in this game. It just feels Mm. like that kind of game. Yeah, Two teams that are very much of that ilk.
0: I I agree completely. It'll be scrappy, there'll be fouls, it'll be physical. Um, Yeah, but... Absolutely brilliant! If we could get a win, um, as you say, that would could potentially put us up to eighth. And then, dare we dream? Dare.
1: So, because so, Huddersfield would have to lose to Barnsley.
0: Oh yeah. Okay, maybe not then.
1: Um, <laughs> that's the only and and who else? Who else is just like above us? Middlesbrough. What would Middlesbrough have to do? And Blackpool. Blackpool would have to lose to Luton or draw to Luton.
0: Middlesbrough got Swansea. That's,
1: that's feasible. And Middlesbrough got Swansea. That's another one that's fairly feasible. A lose or a draw. So if Swansea win, Luton win, and uh, what was the other one? Barnsley. If Barnsley
0: win, uh, we'll go, we would go eight. Huddersfield out of form, Barnsley could do it. Uh, I don't know. It's, I, don't know. Um, I think we'll we'll well, it, but...
1: also if, if they draw, it all depends on our goal difference at that point. Yeah. Uh, Huddersfield are on zero goal difference. So if they draw, that obviously they stay on zero. So we'd have to win by two or more goals.
0: I just think that the, the the in terms of bigger picture stuff though, yesterday's win puts us ten oh, crap, points. No, it's
1: there as well. Oh no!
0: Don't don't worry about the permutations, mate. It's too complicated. Yeah. Uh, the, the the bigger picture stuff though, and obviously our priority is to stay in the league and try to build towards a playoff push in the next two or three seasons. I think that has to be a, a, a realistic aim. Being more pragmatic. Um, but being 10 points after yesterday's win, being 10 points above the relegation zone is remarkable. And as you said before we started recording, I think most sensible Blues fans must be absolutely delighted with that.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. You've, you've kind of got to be when you certainly... The, let's let's very briefly talk about how good Lee Bowyer's been. Yeah. You think he's got... He, seriously, Blues have got one of the smallest budgets in the league. Um the only team in the league that aren't allowed to fill up their stadium. Uh, An injury list that reads like the (laughs) Torah. It's, it's, and still he, he, we're getting results. We're getting young players through and the fans for the most part are behind it. Mm. And it's everything, you know, yes, there are bad results and poor performances here and there, Mm. But that's a, that's the life of football at this level. Yeah. But things are going well for Birmingham, all things considered. We've not got too much to moan about. No, I don't think.
0: I completely agree, and and I think what's what's most remarkable, really, about what Bowie has done is he's he's. He's made us difficult to beat again. And I know that sounds like an obvious thing, uh, a, a strange thing to say, because we have lost games, but it's the clean sheets and the way that we've recruited well, but he's also setting the team up to have that discipline. It's clearly instilled a, a discipline and an attitude in the players. Well, that's the
1: kind of, well, it's the kind of player that he was, wasn't it? Yeah. So I think that's, uh, that it, it's reflected in the way he might. Ma- he, he, he yeah, did. it's a team in his
0: own his own image, isn't it? That blood and thunder and will fight and scrap. And it it was, really is. Yeah. And very they, new they'll, they'll, Warnock. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's the players moan, uh, sorry, players, fans moan. Uh, I see some criticism about the way players we play. Don't, and that
1: well. don't be surprised.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, they, they might moan sometimes about the way that we play, that we're not that great to watch, but this is the only way we're going to survive in this league with the squad we've got, which, which isn't packed with quality. Don't get me wrong. There are a handful of players there that are very, very good championship players. Um, but We're not going to be able to play football the way that a Bournemouth or a Fulham does. We are miles off uh, having the quality in our squad, but they've got from it, not just in their, their entire first 11s, but in their squads, you know, they've got 18, 19, 20 players, these clubs that are at that top. Top championship level that are pushing, and our Premier League quality, as we said earlier, mm-hmm. we are we for us to be able to go toe to toe with those teams in this league, and 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 do our best and scrap and fight to stay in it the way that we do. That's just reflective of where we're at, and it maybe. If we give Bo your time, unless barring some mad meltdown, if Bowie's is given time to build a squad, we have a few transfer windows to try to get some some players in. Maybe we can have that togetherness that we had under Rowett in the one season where we really looked like we were going to push on and get a playoff place. Playing similar football as we say, Rowett is doing it at Millwall right now, um, playing difficult, um, being being difficult to play against, being physical, making games. Uh, just hard, making games horrible for teams, and, and then edging them out, and one nils, and, and two ones, and, and nicking draws, and things like that. There is a way to get into to sneak towards the playoffs, playing that way and having that that style of football as well. And we've we've just got to give him time, and the fans have got to be patient. I, we how anyone can complain? I've got no idea. We've been fighting relegation for so long now, and we finally look like we've got some vague identity um, that Bowie is trying to instill. And I think we just need to give him time and people need to remain patient if we can if we finish 13th which is where we are right now if we finish 13th we should be over the moon with that absolutely over the moon with it i agree and then we can try to push on go finish higher the next season maybe even have faint hopes of pushing on and for for trying for a playoff place the season after it's all about building building and building and short-termism in football we know is it's 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 a pandemic across the game not just in the uk it's everywhere short-termism wanting to get results now um, but we need in this league patience, and with the with the tight budget we've got, patience is what it's all about. And Bo's done a fantastic job so far. And big I can't. It's about the big picture, isn't it?
1: It's, it's about the big picture. Yeah. And uh, and we you, you put it into the into our lads thread earlier today. Uh, we are the the second uh, longest we're the, serving championship team.
0: Yeah, it's the third. We're the third we're longest third. serving. Yeah. So Forest have been in the championship since two thousand and eight. Derby also two thousand and eight. So I guess technically they're yeah, tied for first. Uh, So you are right. We are saying 2011. Yeah, we've been in the championship 10 years now and there's been been some the Houghton year was good. We had a great squad then. And obviously Europe was amazing. Rowett was probably the only time after that, that one season where we we really looked like we were going to push on. But eh, otherwise, Gary Monk showed promise, but there were problems there with with his agent and and, and recruiting young players. Um, Other things going on there. This is the first time in a while where I feel like the club has some direction. Um, and it feels like we're, we're starting to pull in the right direction. Um, you know, Craig Gardner has come in as technical director and is, you know, doing his best to recruit. And he's going to have a busy January. It's going to be tough to replace the likes of McGree if he goes. We know Chong is gone. Um, you know, rumours of Sanderson being recalled by Wolves. That might just be Blues fans panicking.
1: I think that's Blues fans panicking. I, I, I can't <laughs> um, see Sanderson being recalled. Yeah, it, it, he it wasn't recalled. I think there would be some people at Blues that'd be fairly happy because they'd probably get a decent amount of money for it.
0: That's true. That's true. But it's this is the first time in a while, anyway, where it feels like things are moving in the right direction. And you know, we've got some tough challenges to navigate. There will be some tough fixtures, um, tough performances to take. It won't always be uh, three points and sunshine. Sometimes there will be some 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 what? tough things. You said mean that
1: we're not going to win every game.
0: <laughs> but I, I, you know. As you absolutely you pointed out, Bowyer's really he's come in and he's and he's working wonders really on a small budget. Um long may it continue. I can only see us going in one direction and under Lee Bowyer.
1: Well, on that, I'm not gonna add anything to that because uh, I, I concur with everything that you said. I think uh and you've summed it up really nicely. So with that, let's just plug the socials quickly at Royal Blue Pod, Instagram, and Twitter, mm. uh Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh if you don't have social media and you want to email us instead um yeah and with that i think we should just uh, just sum up with as we always do keep right on
0: keep right on